You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Well, good day to you. That is me. I am Alicia, the founder of Bride Chiller, the author of the Bride Chiller Guides, and the host of this here podcast. And today, I will be sharing an interview that I recorded recently with Heather Ruffay, and Heather is an expert in all things wedding rentals. Heather is the Director of Sales and Partner at Atlas Event Rentals. And what this interview really made me realize is all of the logistics that goes into hiring all the stuff you need to make a wedding happen. Heather has had over 15 years in the wedding and event planning industry. And as you will hear, Heather is a real wealth of knowledge when it comes to thinking about the guest experience, thinking about the logistics behind planning an event. And whether you have a wedding planner and coordinator or whether you are going at DIY, you're doing it yourself, I know you will learn a bunch from Heather and her suggestions, especially looking at your wedding budget and how much you should be allocating to rentals. And when we say rentals, she's talking about chairs. She's talking about bins, trash cans. She's talking about waiters trays, all of the little things that actually you need. But when you're planning a wedding, you're like, oh, I want to get a lovely tablecloth. No one talks like that. Or, oh, I'm thinking about the flowers and I'm thinking about the photographer. But when it comes to the party, All of these little details are actually really important, especially if you are planning your wedding on your own. We also touch on backyard weddings and we air quote backyard weddings because that also just includes venues that aren't necessarily set up as a wedding venue or a professional sort of catered venue where you need to think about bringing in a kitchen and you need to think about maybe a dance floor or where you're going to set up the bar. What is the bar going to be made of? Well, that's where people like Heather come in and I'm delighted to be welcoming her to the Bride Chiller podcast here is the interview. Welcome to the show, Heather. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. It is wedding season now. It's wedding season everywhere whenever we're talking because somewhere in the world, someone's planning a wedding and someone is thinking through all the logistics and uh, especially when it comes to outdoor components to weddings. And what interested me in uh, talking to you is obviously you work in the world of rentals, but also you've had this experience with a lot of, uh, I'm sure, different scenarios of people planning backyard weddings and big flashy events and smaller weddings. So tell me a little bit about how you got into the wedding industry. And then also, I'd love to kick it off with a couple of questions about logistics of outdoor weddings. Sure. So I, um, I've i always had a passion for events. I did not go to school to be an event planner or ever thought I would end up in the event rental world. But through a friend of a friend and knocking on a door one day, I met who now is my business partner. Um, I started at Atlas answering phones as inside sales. This was 15 years ago and just worked my way up and pounded the pavement calling, started building new territories for Atlas, had an immediate passion for the designing of tables, putting events together, loved building relationships with clients. And over the years, we just kept growing, growing, growing. And it amazes me that in two short weeks, I'll be celebrating my 15th year anniversary 
with Atlas. And now I still run the sales department, but six years ago became a partner with the company. Fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Rentals, the world of rentals can be quite overwhelming for people because, and it completely, I suppose, depends on where you're getting married, what's supplied by your venue. If you're starting from scratch, maybe you've just got a field. Tell me a little bit about how you go about advising people of what they need to rent, what they can buy, what they can sell on later. I'm sure that you've got opinions on all of that. I do. So I'm so glad you brought this up because I always find it fascinating that when, you know, we start with a bride and a bride's um, bride or groom's family from the get go, a lot of people don't really know that we exist. You know, so many people know I need a DJ. I need a florist. I need food. Um, But no one ever says in that checklist, I need event rentals. And it amazes me that people just no one really knows where a tablecloth comes from. You know, a lot of people assume that your decor company has it, that your caterer owns enough plates and trash cans and bars to service your event. So I really love having the opportunity to educate, um, you know, our, our clients on this because I wish more people would start from the get-go with their budget because especially backyard and outdoor weddings, it could be a really large component of it. And the earlier that we come in, you could have a realistic vision of what you want versus coming to us at a later time when everything else is eaten in your budget and you get so upset because you really want the pink goblet, but you don't have the budget for it. You really want that upgraded linen, but you've already killed it on a dance floor wrap or another area um, of something else for your wedding. So the earlier you could bring in rentals, the better off you'll be on your overall look and budget and just your your dream vision of your wedding. Heather, I'm so glad that you brought up what some people would probably think of the mundane parts of the event planning is that actually, you know, as you said, we need to get the cutlery and then we've got to hire the chairs and all the things that actually make an event work, but aren't the pretty things or necessarily, like you said, the things that are the, 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 the decor and the decorations that everyone gets excited about pinning on Pinterest and looking on Instagram, but actually all the stuff that you mentioned is the things that actually makes a party good and makes sure everyone's comfortable and can eat. Right. Absolutely. And and I'm so glad. I love when clients come to our into our showroom and we're able to do the running checklist of, do you have trash cans outside? Do your bars yeah. have trash cans? Do you need waiter trays? And what we take for granted every day, we have to remember that this is, you know, the first wedding that, you know, many people are planning. Who would have ever thought that you need a waiter tray, you know, to to bust all the dirty dishes and to remove your salad core? So, yes, it's always education, education, education. And that's why we love what we do. And all of our salespeople make sure that all of our weddings are fully prepped from, you know, with everything we offer from A to Z. So tell me, Heather, we talked about the backyard wedding and how a lot of times, if you are lucky enough to have a property that, that can house a wedding and that's your scene, that's really great for what well, can be great for the budget. But I think a lot of people underestimate the logistics and also the the extra things that you might need to hire and also plan from hiring porta loos or porta potties to thinking about parking and thinking about a, a dance floor and where you put all the tables and is there running water? What are some of the other things if you are considering 
and it might not be your backyard, but hiring a property that isn't a mainstream wedding venue or somewhere that regularly holds events, what are some of the initial sort of steps that you think people should take before they take the plunge in booking this sort of venue or or deciding that's where they want to get hitched? Yep. So I always say that the first and foremost is make sure there's a plan B. You know, we're located here in sunny South Florida and have the luxury of being outside almost 365 days a year. But with that comes extreme heat, comes a lot of rainy days, and you always want to have a plan B. Um, We always envision for beautiful weather, but what happens if the weather drops? What happens if it rains? If you're somewhere in the colder parts of the world where there could be, you know, possible snow, there could be dropping temperatures. If there's not a plan B, imagine the type Mm -hmm. of stress that's going to be added onto what's already a stressful planning process. So you want to make sure, is there a possibility of bringing in a tent? And if so, how does that look with permits and what's your time frame on booking that? Um, Is there an inside option? Again, last minute. I know it's not, you know, the vision and you're choosing these outdoor venues for a reason. But if something does happen, you have to be very, very realistic. And if you're not realistic, it could just lead to a very stressful situation. So as long as there's a plan B, you could get with all of your vendors, knowing what the proper time frame is. And as long as you hire the right vendors, any one of your vendors will be able to make an alternate plan and still give you the wedding of your dream. The other thing exactly like you said is some people don't realize that backyard weddings sometimes cost more than going to a venue. You have to everything. You have to think of tables, chairs. If you want to dance room, the dance floor is going on grass or gravel or sand, that requires extra subfloor. If there's no lights, that requires extra lighting. Your caterer or restaurant that you're bringing in Some of them have nothing and rent everything. And when you go to a backyard area, they have to build a kitchen. They need to bring Mm -hmm. extra equipment to make sure that your food is kept warm or cold, enough bars and glassware to make sure that your guests are serviced in a timely fashion. So those are just a few extra Mm -hmm. things to really think about before choosing your outdoor venue. Do you think that some people into this underestimating just what goes into just starting from scratch. And I'm talking about, uh, you know, basically you've got a plot of land and you're like, this is a great party location. Do you think people go, oh, this is going to be fun. We'll just build it ourselves, Razakadam. And then they have full mental breakdowns because they realize, shit, this is actually really, as you said, can be quite expensive, but also the logistics behind organizing all the various people to turn up and do the right thing at the right time can be full on. It could be totally overwhelming, especially when you see a blank canvas. Some of the most beautiful outdoor backyards and venues, right? We choose them because it's a blank canvas and you could create it into any space you want. But on the flip side, if you have a smaller party, if your party's too big, how do you make sure that the flow is perfect? Where to put cocktails? It's really difficult. It's a skill to look at a blank canvas and what size tables fit, having the right floor plan. And this is why having the right team, having a planner, having a caterer who's worked at that venue before, looking at pictures, really knowing and having your your wedding planned out is super, super, super important because you don't always have time to practice. You can't bring in a, a fake wedding and all your tables and chairs ahead of time, right? So you have to make sure that every foot is really being utilized. The last thing you want to do is 
on your wedding day, oh my goodness, the dance floor is too small. It's too big. It doesn't look in proportion with the venue. The one bar looks lost. So having those right team of vendors is so, so, so important to any outdoor venue and really leads to a successful wedding. Heather, I was um, at a friend's wedding on the weekend and we were really lucky because uh, it was up in Shropshire. I live in the UK and Shropshire is a lovely country. It's exactly what you imagine in the English countryside and it was idyllic and beautiful and they had the one good weather day that, uh, you know, we're in the English summer, which is very dicey. You talked before about living in Florida and you've probably got quite, you know, it's warm a lot of the year. I mean, this place is very unpredictable. But the uh, bride's family owned this farm. It was absolutely exquisite. And they did everything DIY. And it was fantastic talking to them just before talking to you because I was like, I've got lots of questions for Heather. And they had a big marquee and... um, they did a, you know, the mum, she grew, she had a, on the farm, she grew all the florals. Like she spent a lot of time with the details, but she said the next day, I sat down and had a little chat to her and she said, Alicia, the marquee had the marquee uh, construction company who were going to put it all together. They rang earlier in the week because it had been raining so solidly and said, we don't know if we can get this marquee up. We don't know if we can set it up because it is so, it's the, the ground is damp. The marquee was still damp from a wedding the week before because they hadn't been able to dry it because it had just been so consistently wet. And then the clouds, the clouds cleared and they had a window on the Friday. So they had the day before they were putting the the marquee up. And she said, I don't believe in miracles, but this was a miracle that we got it all sorted in the in that very short window of time. And these people were really organized. They listeners of the Bride Chiller podcast, but they were really, you know, ready and they had all of the the right opportunities to make it work. But of course, weather is something we just cannot control. And she said, it's just, you know, you never even imagine that you wouldn't be able to put a marquee up when it's raining. But of course, you know, it's, you've got to go with what you can do. And I felt really relieved for them, but I was also like, cracky, what if this, what if it hadn't stopped raining? Would we be at this wedding right now? Who knows? So. And yeah, and that's, that's a great point. And, and it's funny because we're sitting here talking about this and the weekend that I got married three days before a hurricane was coming and my venue oh, shut God. down because it's owned by a city and my wedding got canceled because of a hurricane here in Florida. So oh. as I'm sitting here talking about outdoor venues and backyard weddings, I know all of this very um, firsthand. And yes, you There is a little bit of luck in that. And exactly like you said, things like marquees not drying. And then, you know, I also say, think about your wedding guests, right? I mean, let's say it does rain. Let's say it's super hot. Making sure your wedding guests know the environment that they're going to be in is super important. Because the last thing you want is your guests showing up in all of these three, four inch heels and they're walking on sand when maybe if they knew they would have wore flats. So There are so many little factors that a lot of people don't think of, um, and you want to really make sure that even down to the the comfort of your guests, that they're comfortable and having fun and in the environment that, that you choose for your wedding day. Heather, and I'm very interested in learning a little bit more about the world of rentals, because I'm sure a lot of people are about to approach the rental side of their wedding, and if they are DIYing or if they're working with a planner at a venue, I think it's really good to be empowered with the knowledge of what people are renting 
renting and also how to, you know, where to invest the money, where to invest their budget and where they can save. Um, So I would like to talk to you more about that after this very short but meaningful break. Chillers, you know that I am all about finding value in your money and purchases, but also buying things that will last you a long time, buying quality items. And there is one thing that you will hopefully be wearing for a long, long time, and that is your wedding jewellery, your engagement ring and your wedding ring, and maybe a third ring later on. Seriously, I am all for just stacking the rings on my ring finger until I cannot bend my finger. That's a hint to my husband, Rich, who I know listens and uh, enjoys the show immensely. I do have a point here, I promise. I want to talk to you about our lovely partners at Noemi, who produce gorgeous heirloom jewellery at a fraction of traditional retailers' prices because they make the jewellery themselves. They do it all in-house. There are no middlemen. You are buying directly from the people who design and create all of this gorgeous jewellery. Noemi uses sustainably sourced diamonds and gold and is completely risk-free. And I say that because they offer overnight shipping within the US for free. And they also offer a 60-day return period for free with a full refund. Noemi produce quality wedding bands that are guaranteed to be better priced than anywhere else in the whole world and made in any size you need. They also ship internationally. I love, love, love my new Noemi ring and uh, I have included it in that stack. And for my next Noemi ring, I'm going to drop Rich a hint, which you can do via the Noemi website. You just click the little send a hint button And Noemi will send your partner, your friends, your family members, everyone who may purchase you a beautiful Noemi jewellery piece, a fun and suggestive email that says exactly what you are after. If you would like to learn more about the wonderful collection of jewellery at Noemi, all you need to do is head to Hello Noemi and use the promo code BRIDECHILLER. That is Hello Noemi, N-O-E. M-I-E dot com and use the promo code BRIDECHILLER to receive $75 off any wedding band today. If you use this as a gift for someone, don't make them guess. Go ahead and tell them what you want with their drop a hint option on every product page. That is hello, Noemi, and use the promo code BRIDECHILLER for $75 off any wedding band today. Our friends at Generation Tux are all about helping groom chillers look and feel their most stylish when they rock up to get hitched on their wedding day. Gone are the days of wearing uncomfortable, ill-fitting hire suits that 50,000 other grooms and groomsmen have worn over the years. Generation Tux is all about helping you find a stylish suit without having to leave your home. I know a lot of groom chillers... This may sound cliche, but I think it's true. A lot of groom chillers don't like the shopping aspect of finding new clothes. So that's why Generation Tux is a fantastic opportunity for you to find a suave suit without leaving the couch. And that goes for your groomsmen and the extended bridal party as well. Generation Tux offer free swatches delivered straight to your door and they even have a free home try-on for the groom and a free groom's rental offer. The best part is that everything arrives on the doorstep of all the party members 
14 days prior to the wedding. So if they try it on and there are any issues with the fit at all, there is plenty of time to take care of them. And there are no exchanges. They just send a new garment based on the needs directly to the party member. And then after the wedding, you just throw everything back in the box and use the prepaid label and drop it off at a UPS. It is that simple. Free round trip shipping, free swatches, free home try on and a free rental for the groom with five paid party members. Save time, save money and most importantly, save your sanity by checking out generationtux.com slash bridechiller. That is generationtux.com slash bridechiller and be sure to use the promo code bridechiller for 10% off the entire groom's party. That is generationtux.com slash bridechiller. Use the promo code bridechiller to get 10% off the entire groom's party. Heather, the world of rentals can be complicated, especially when you go to a website and you look at pages and pages and pages of stuff with prices next to it. And you're like, I don't know how much of this I need. When do things get delivered? Especially if you are choosing to DIY your wedding and you don't have the hired help. Although I do recommend, Heather, I'm a big fan of a coordinator, at least to help people out. Um, Where do people begin when they're looking at renting items or what should, actually better question from me, what items should people be renting um, when it comes to their wedding? Sure. So the best thing, yes, it could be extremely overwhelming, especially with the larger rental companies that have pages and pages and pages of of options and you're reading things like Cambros and Hotboxes that you wouldn't even think that you need. So Once you choose your venue, I always say choose what the feel is, what the look. Are you going to do sit down or buffet, whether you're DIY or you're hiring a planner? I would suggest going in or calling your local event rental company, speaking with one of your experienced sales consultants and start walking through your whole venue from beginning to end. When I say beginning to end, you literally want to say from the minute a guest walks in, are you serving a greeting drink? Well, what does that entail? That entails glassware. That also entails either a welcome table from a serving tray. So some of those little details like trays and tables and galvanized tubs and bars, those are some of the miscellaneous things that you don't really think of. Because a lot of times we just think off the bat that we need a table, a chair and a linen, right? And maybe some flatware in China. So definitely you want to walk through every single detail. Then depending on whether you do a sit down or buffet, that totally changes. When you're doing a sit down, you don't need extra buffet tables. But if you're doing a buffet, you want to make sure that you factor in extra flatware, extra china, make sure you have chafing dishes or serving platters to serve the food and keep it warm. Then you want to make sure that your rental company knows what type of food you're serving. If it's family style, do you need platters? Then do you need serving spoons? Is the caterer going to bring it or do you need to rent it? So what I like to do when I'm sitting with our client is walking through every single detail. So if it seems like we're asking a lot of questions, don't get annoyed with us. It's for a reason. It's because we don't want to get a call hours before your wedding panicking that you're missing something. Of course, we'll get it there, but we want to make sure that you have a flawless day. Well, you bring up an interesting point, Heather. What are some of the less glamorous details and rentals that you should definitely put on the top of the list? So things like bars, Slim Jim trash can that goes behind the bar, right? Because where's the bartender going to put all the trash and the napkins and 
the, the caps to the alcohol bottles or water bottles, coolers, especially when it's hot, right? Where are we going to store all of our drinks to chill them? Because most of the time, the bartenders or your catering company, they're not coming with drinks that are already cold. They chill it a few hours before. Yeah. Cooking equipment. How is your caterer going to serve your food? Even if you're doing it on your own and just bringing it in from a local restaurant or so many times we have clients who their family are making amazing food from from your, you know, your culture or background or where you're from or something that's meaningful. Well, you have to think, how are you going to transport the food when someone cooks it, right? Yeah, you're not just bringing out the Tupperware. <laughs> where are you going to display it so it's displayed beautifully instead of in a pan? So all of those things that we would never think of are available. And a lot of people don't even realize that. So sometimes our clients, they start going out and buying a cake stand and trays. No. But I just want everyone to know that all of those things exist. And 99% of the time, if your rental company doesn't have it, many times they're willing to buy it. Good tip. And the great thing are there are great websites. If there's something specific or a specific cake stand that you want or you want to borrow something, all of those things, it's, there's some amazing websites out there that you could buy all of these things and tie it into what your rental company carries. But the amount of stuff from salt and pepper sets and water pitchers and if you're doing a salad, how are you going to serve the dressing? There's so many things that I could go on and on and on about, but just all I tell people is walk through every aspect from the minute you walk in, what are you going to drink out of? What is the flow going to be? Where are you going to sit? What is that going to look like? Do you need double chairs for the ceremony and then for the reception? Do you have enough time to use one set of chairs? So really walking through the entire wedding from beginning to end is a must. So take that extra 30 to 60 minutes with your rental company and don't skip a beat. And if anything changes, you decide we weren't going to do a dessert station, but now we are. We weren't going to do a greeting drink, but now we are. Make sure you run that by your rental company so they can help walk you through what other items they think you would need for that additional change. Tell me a little bit what you what you think about trends because I have a love-hate relationship with trends and I think especially when it comes to planning a wedding, you might get engaged and the wedding's not for two years down the track and you get all wrapped up in something and then you actually get to the wedding and you're like, ah, I'm sick of that or that's gone now or I don't feel passionately about it. So how do you feel about trends in general when it comes to weddings? So I think, yes, there's a fine line. I think obviously there's a lot of new and exciting trendy pieces that we see. It's great because it's fresh and new and it's something that maybe you haven't seen before. It hasn't been at your friend's wedding, right? A lot of brides and grooms, they start going to a cluster of weddings and they start seeing the same thing over and over again because it's the same group of people and you want something new and different. So when you use trendy pieces like that, it's great. I think exactly like you said, I think you have to remember that your wedding is such an important and special day and you never want to look back and say, oh no, what was I thinking? Why didn't I go with something more classic? So what I say about trends is stick to your true self and mix in trendy pieces, but never let go of who you are. Never let go of your favorite color, a special piece. Never let go. If there's a china that's been out for three years, don't think that you can't use it just because it's not the new trendiest piece. Let's mix it with a new glass. Let's mix the modern with the traditional. So it's like clothing. I always equate what we do with clothing. 
Do you ever want to look back and say, I can't believe I got stuck in that trend and I can't believe that I wore that? Yeah. And we all laugh and it's fun. But the one mistake that I see a lot of couples do is they don't go with what they truly feel. And the one thing when couples come in, I'll ask them, how was your home decorated? What are you drawn to? How do you dress? Because it tells me truly about who they are. So when they are making decisions and they're on the fence of what pieces to use and what goes with the venue, I always make sure that that I come back to their roots and exactly who they are as people because I would never want someone to walk in on their wedding day and say, I can't believe I chose that. I can't believe I got suckered in to that new modern glass or I can't believe I went with that cut crystal and that's so not me. So stay true to yourself and don't be scared to go outside of the box and mix different pieces, whether it's trendy or traditional. I love that you, I love all of that. I love that you get to go shopping for your business. I mean, that's just fun. That's just fun. Do love your recommendation about your home aesthetic because I do think that says so much about people when you walk into their home and, you know, everyone has different tastes and a wedding is about reflecting who you are as a couple and who you are as people and you are so right that if you're into big bold colours and you are a bit scared to add those bold colours to your wedding day, I say go for it. I think it's really great. You don't have to do the same thing as everyone else. I am so anti the cookie cutter mentality and I think a lot of my listeners are in the same boat. And it sounds like you are as well, Heather. You you find those classic pieces but also go, let's take a risk. Let's do something great. And that's the beauty. Yeah, and that's the beauty of a backyard wedding, right? You have a clean slate. So I'll ask them, you know, let me see pictures, exactly what you just described, the the garden and the flowers and you know, how beautiful I'm sure that was on the table and what then accents that, right? What are you, what are the must things that that you must, must, must use at your wedding? Are there special pieces? Are there, you know, certain colors that are just very meaningful that make you feel a certain way? And the nice part about outdoor weddings and venues is a lot of times you have a clean slate, whereas sometimes in a ballroom you get stuck to I can't imagine the pink with the orange in the carpet or how am I going to use something with those yellow walls, right? So at an outdoor venue, a lot of times we're dealing with sand and gravel and neutral floors and gardens and greeneries and oceans and beaches and beautiful pools. So it really gives you the opportunity to get unique and the look and not stuck into just always your traditional colors, you know, get a little creative, but make it your own. Yes. Step outside the comfort zone because the comfort zone can sometimes be a boring place to be. Heather, you mentioned earlier about things breaking and I know uh, there is often a conversations happening in uh, the Bride Chiller community, our lovely Facebook page, about how people, uh, you know, invest in rentals and what the insurance policies are and what happens if something goes wrong and do we have to pay for all the glasses that are broken? Can you give us a bit of a general uh, a bit of a general range of what you refer to as sort of general wear and tear when people rent things and then also when people, you know, smash a party up, which I know no one will be doing here, but if things happen that are, you know, a bit feral, what where people stand with, with the rental industry? Absolutely. So what we started doing this year is we offer an optional damage waiver, which I always highly suggest. Um, we make ours a pretty fair percentage. Right now it's 6% of the subtotal. And what that allows a client to do is just feel a little bit better about having an, an outdoor wedding and worrying all night about broken glasses or broken plates, because what the damage waiver does is it covers 
incidentals, um, such as my server accidentally dropped a tray of glasses, or one of my guests' champagne flutes tipped over, or we did a champagne toast a little too hard and the glass broke. So when you prepay for this damage waiver, you will not get a call at the end of the night saying, where's all of our stuff? Or from your rental company um, asking for the items back for or for you to pay. So what I highly suggest you do is always check with your damage with the your local rental company's damage waiver policy. There are many companies that make it mandatory and don't shy away from that. Don't shy away from using that company. Um, the important thing is that us as rental companies, we eat a lot of things. As you can imagine, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of items from glassware and flatware and China and it's difficult counting stuff in. I mean, we're not robots. We're 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 all hands on, and and we're human, and we make mistakes. And when it's seasoned, we're working in extremely fast paced environments, and sometimes our counts are off when we're counting stuff in, and we don't catch every single thing. It's nearly impossible. So as rental companies, we eat a lot of our clients' damages, especially some of our larger clients, right? Part of customer service, we say, don't worry about it. So ask your rental company, what is their damage damage waiver policy? If it is optional, I highly suggest you take it. I know when you're adding up your budget, it could seem like, oh no, just one more line item, one more fee, but I could assure you it's one of those Murphy Law things that you're on your honeymoon, you never want to call saying, uh-oh, just to let you know that all of your champagne glass is broken, now you're paying $2,000 when you could have maybe only paid 500 So take the damage waiver when you can. What about plastic rentals, Heather? Are they something that you encourage people to do outside? Don't be scared to rent glassware outside. I have so many of my clients that say, I'm just going to do plastic. I'm scared of breakage. Believe it or not, you'd be so surprised with how minimal the damage and breakage is. It's no more excessive than my indoor weddings. We don't rent very thin glass because we don't want it to break when we're delivering it. We don't want it to bounce on a truck. We want to make sure it's sturdy on the rack. So it takes a lot to break this stuff. So don't let that be a concern. I know that's probably one of the biggest things I hear from a lot of my clients is I'm going to just use plastic. I'm going to use disposable. And all of that is great if that's what you choose to do. But if your fear is that our items are going to break, please trust me that it barely happens. Don't let that be a fear of you bringing in and renting beautiful tabletop items for your event. Good. I think this is excellent advice, Heather, and I think that uh, just being mindful, being careful, but also, as you said, get the insurance and then you have the peace of mind and you don't have to worry about it if people do smash shit up and go crazy. Absolutely. (laughs) Heather, this has been wonderful. You are a world and wealth and a world of knowledge when it comes to rentals and everything else surrounding the wedding industry and it's been a delight to chat with you honestly I think people will have their notebooks and will be making notes but if you haven't made notes I do show notes so all you need to do is visit thebridechiller.com and today's blog will be up and we will have all the links to uh, everything Heather's talked about also some flashy photos of lovely events that Heather has uh, worked with you can supply those can't you Heather I know you've got a lot absolutely and lots on our social media so yes and feel free to reach out for more pictures and and more rental tips love sharing 
what we've done and what works for brides and all of our knowledge. Oh, that's wonderful, Heather. Now, where where can people get in touch with you if they would like to work with you or ask you questions? Yep. So um, you could follow Atlas Event Rental on Instagram and Facebook. We do lots of posts, lots of stories of our staff so you get to know us. I personally am on Instagram um, with my full name, Heather Ruffay. Anyone could reach me via email, Heather at Atlas Event Rental, all singular, atlaseventrental.com. Please don't be shy. Reach out. Let me know if I can help you in any way. You are fabulous, Heather. Thank you so much again for being a part of the show and sharing all this fabulous info. And I hope to have you on the show again soon. Maybe we could do a Q&A episode where people could ask about rentals and all the extra details that, as we said, sometimes people forget and they panic about and uh, we could solve the problems early on. I'd love to have you back. Would love to anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Heather. And of course, happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast. The only place a cookie cutter should be used is in the kitchen. Am I right? <laughs>